So welcome into another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, Bubba, today, I mean, we will we will go ahead and prepare you for this, that we are going to talk about a difficult topic today. But, but just because the topic is difficult doesn't mean that we shouldn't know about it because a lot of times, you know, you, a problem's out there and you might be aware of it. And then once you become more educated about it, a lot of times you go, well, you know what? I need to do something. Uh, and today, uh, I, you know, I, I had the honor of hearing uh, the member of the Counter-Human Trafficking Joint Task Force, uh, Mark, um, you know, uh, talk about what they do, his, his team uh, all over the world. And, and I, as I was listening to it, and and, he, and we'll talk to him about it. He does a very good job of saying, look, th- this is not the call on everyone's life, what he and his team are doing. But as far as, as us saying and praying about how can we help to enable them to do what they do, you know, equip them, uh, that is something that we need to all consider. So it, it's not going to be an easy uh, a version of Rick and Bubba University today. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult topic. And I told Rick uh, before we did it, I said, I know it's needed uh, to get the word out on this, but it's just such a... A dark uh, topic. It's sometimes it's it's hard to uh, you know to process because it, in my mind it's just inconceivable that people would sell other people. You know, I just I just can't process it almost. Well, it, you know, it's it's interesting that we're and in, I know it goes on. Yeah, I'm not saying well, that of course, at all, but yeah, it's just, sadly, it's sadly. just so dark. It's it's hard to think about. Well, I I think you know we we're actually doing a, a Wednesday Bible study on the YouTube channel in Genesis right now, and this this very week, the week that we're recording this, uh, we got into to Genesis chapter six, those first eight verses, and we know that God looked out on the depravity of of mankind that He had created, and 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 was grieved so much that he said justice must be served. Uh, this is so egregious uh, that, that I, mu- I can't help in my holiness but to hand down justice. And it grieved him in his heart. And I think the depravity of human beings, like you said, Bubba, is always something that is difficult to look to and, and think about that this actually goes on. But uh, Lantern Rescue uh, is, uh, is, is the group, and we have lanternrescue.org. You can go there to research. So we're going to talk to Mark, uh, who's um, part of the Counter-Human Trafficking Joint Task Force. Uh, he's gracious enough to join us today. So, Mark, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for uh, having me on the show. I'm excited to be on your show. I'll tell you what, I appreciate you guys because uh, a lot of people – I meet a lot of people who say, yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to help, or I want to do this. I want to do that. Or, you know, and, uh, you know, we're so busy. I I can't follow up with those people and you guys were persistent in helping. And and that means a lot. That's a lot of encouragement to me and my team. And, uh, and then you put your, uh, you put your goods out because you got me on the show. So I appreciate that too. (laughs) Well, uh, not everybody does that. So thanks. Well, you know, there's, there's times, you may have experienced in your life. Obviously, there was a call to action here, which we'll talk about in in the show. But um, there's times when you hear something, and and God is not subtle. Uh, and I was sitting there next to um, another member of our team, Andrew, and and he and I were were sitting there listening to you talk. And and I, I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I'm like, we got to do something to to help this guy. And and you feel helpless because, as you said, what you're called to do. Uh, there's even been people that said, I think I'll try it, which is not the way to go. And I know I, right. I heard you talking about they usually don't fare very well, no matter how big, bad, and tough they think they are. Uh, but yeah. but this has to be a call. But though we all may not be able or called to be on the ground like you, uh, we're all called to do something. 
uh, and we certainly can do that. But but tell us a little bit about the call on your life, if you don't mind. Sure. I mean, a couple of things that came to mind while you guys were talking at the beginning. One, um, you know, human trafficking occurred. I think probably the first instance that's recorded is in Joel chapter three, verse three, where the, the children of Israel were traded for, you know, oil and wine. I mean, they were they were mm. being trafficked even then. And so this has been a problem in society and humanity uh, for thousands of years. And and God clearly, what he says in scripture, the amount of scripture devoted to uh, the assistance to the oppressed and the afflicted and what he expects of us. And and if somebody mistreats a child, it's better for millstones. It was hung around his neck. You know, I'm just the guy that said, well, let me go get the millstone and start hanging it on some necks. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, you know, we... Uh, Land of Rescue is represented, well, the County Human Trafficking Joint Task Force is a representation of Land and Rescue, as well as some some other uh, good foundations and, and nonprofits. And, you know, when God called me to this, um, you guys heard my testimony. It, it really was something that, that God did. It's not because of skill set or courage or anything like that. A lot of people think that it, when God calls you to something, he gives you all of that. He equips you with all that, but more than anything, he, he lays the burden on your heart and you just can't avoid it. I mean, I'm telling you fellows, there are things that I wish I could be rid of in my life and thoughts, but you know, um, when it comes to the burden of what I know overseas and, and what is being done or what needs to be done, you know, um, and it, it really is a burden from the Lord. And, and uh, at the same time, it's miraculous that when he gives you that calling and that, that heartfelt burden, you get to watch God work in a way that maybe not other people always get to see because you get to see the miracles. You get to see all that God orchestrates and puts together so that a child will be rescued. Um, you know, last week I was with different, uh, uh, different agencies and, and law enforcement and, uh, organizations and just, just an amazing group of people. And when I looked at that room and addressed them, I mean, the, the one thing that came to my mind is only God could put this many, uh, people together. And when he does, he's not doing that. We might all, you know, shake hands. He's doing it because he has, children who need to be rescued he has victims that need to be rescued and so uh, you know our job is to collaborate and then to figure out where is that child and, and let's rescue him you know so um we've had a, a, a tremendous 2021 we really we we either arre- we arrested and rescued somebody somewhere in the world almost every single day mm. seven days a week and that's the work of you know, my core team and, and over the years, we've trained task force in parts of the world. Uh, I don't mind saying what parts of the world we work in. We can get into that. But um, and those task force are, you know, uh, they're trained and employed by us and they are in collaboration with the governments that we are uh, assisting there free of charge. Everything's free of charge. And th- those are some amazing men and women uh, because they work nonstop to do the job that we've trained them to do, you know? And of course we go over to do heavy lifting with them when that's needed. And, uh, sometimes, you know, and you need that also accountability, but sometimes there's just tasks that are too great raids and situations and that just require our presence to help out. But 
um, it, it's it's awesome to see that occurring around, around the world right now. Mark, uh, l- let me ask you this: when you when you rescue uh, people, mm-hmm. tell us how this goes. I mean, uh, I, I assume it's it can be very dangerous, especially in some parts of the world, mm-hmm. or I guess re- any time that you try to free someone who um, someone else thinks that, that that's their property, that can be very dangerous. Yes, I mean. Um, so it does look a little different in different parts of the world and depending on the type of operation. But the one thing that we are in the counter trafficking unit, we are a tip of the spear. And, you know, when I, when, uh, God gave me this burden and, you know, I was actually working in Iraq and Syria and, and when God gave me this burden and it, it became evident. And I've said this on other shows, it became evident that a lot of organizations were bringing a wiffle bat to a real baseball game. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and we had, I, I felt God's calling and I knew I had the network. I knew I had the people and the expertise to bring together uh, a lot of parts of the puzzle that maybe other organizations uh, didn't have. And so we are a, a tactical unit. We, we train tactical units. Uh, we do agreements with, you know, uh, levels of uh, foreign governments in order to, to do that work. And, you know, for us, it can be very violent in, in some countries. I mean, where there's a lot of guns and, and it's nighttime work. And, you know, I've had sweet little old ladies ask me, you know, do I, do I, do we wear, what do we do? I mean, we're wearing body armor, you know, we're, we're decked up and we're running, uh, you know, a, an operation. So, and that's part of training that, that foreign task force, you know, we have to train them on, um, you know, operational security. We have to train them on uh, pre-op work, and post-op and, you know, after action reviews and improving uh, extractions, all of that. So it can be it can be extremely violent in some places. Some places it's a border operation uh, where we we're just running down smuggling routes. Um, but man, I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. So it, Mark, let because, me yeah. let me be sure. I, and and again, I'm coming at this from somebody who knows nothing about it. And I, I'm sure a lot of people listening is that way. So there's times where you go in as almost a military operation where you have to attack a building, get people out, get them to safety, and that may require a gunfight to do so. So we, as, as an agreed, we advise, assist, and support, okay? Um, and to do that, we don't, we don't do that rogue. We don't do that without uh, – that sovereign nation's approval and, and, and right. understanding and then training a, a task force in that country that has jurisdiction. And then, you know, we go, we work with them and yes, under training, it requires sometimes you're leading the pack, but then eventually you teach them to lead the way, you know, because it's their country and to create something sustainable in that country, they have to learn to handle those situations. So, yes, we're in those environments and situations. We train them or prepare them for those environments and situations to the best that we can. Um, and, and then we work to mitigate those situations. But when you make arrests in a violent place, I mean, I mean, there are clubs we raid. I'll tell you guys, there's clubs I've raided that access to the club in the Caribbean was you had to have a gun to enter the door. That was, <laughs> right. that was, that was what you showed at the door. Right. You know, so it's, yeah, it's not, it's not, uh, we're not rescuing orphans. We're not just, you know, picking up and we're not buying girls and then talking them out of it. That, you know, there's some organizations that do, that's not what we do. You know, if, you bring if I heat. know a girl, 
I'm sorry. You bring yeah, the yeah. heat. If, if, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, if they're, I've, I've told other organizations, I go, I say, look, why do you keep going to that brothel and, you know, trying to counsel girls out of that situation? Why don't you tell us where that place is? We'll work with the authorities and let's close that brothel down. Let's right. arrest that perpetrator and exploiter. And, and then you guys can counsel those girls all you want, you know, and, uh, you know, we're all about cutting the head of the snake off. So, um, we get as excited about arrests as we do rescues and we make that real clear in the countries. We, we work with their judicial system, their penal code. We look at their rules of engagement, all that. And we say, look, you know, the day we have to arrest people because if we arrest, uh, a trafficker, we just rescued hundreds of girls, right, right. hundreds, you know, and, and so that that's really important and, and, and really critical. And, um, you know, I, yes, when it comes to gun, I won't ever forget. I, I've shared this before. Uh, you know, we've, we've had our, we take with us off most often, you know, we have the local, uh, well, not local, but we have like an FBI level task force we've trained. Right. Then we have lawyers from that country. And then we'll have the attorney general's office represented with the task force. That might be a, a judge or something like that. I mean, I, I've seen my judges get in gunfights, you know, I mean, I've seen it all, you know? So, um, and, and, it, and like you say, there are some countries where you extract a girl and the men that you're extracting from, it doesn't matter how much, you know, force you show, they are not going to back down. Yeah. I mean, they've bought that girl or they're so high, they can't tell what's going on. You know, and then crowd control, street control, it, it can be, it can be, uh, it can be chaos, but we're working in that chaos and I, I'm proud of my task force and teams. They actually do a really good job. You know, I mean, I've seen, seen guns blazing and, and, you know, and, and be able to handle those situations. And I'm proud of my foreign assets who don't give up, don't walk away from that, you know, and keep and stay in the fight. All right, we'll come back. We're going to continue in this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, talking with Mark with the Lantern Rescue and Counter Human Trafficking uh, Joint Task Force. Our conversation continues next on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. All right, so Raycon, it, it, you know, one of the great ways to listen to this podcast would be with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's the best way to bring audio uh, with you, and, uh, and, and no matter how much – you know, you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, uh, they're not going to fall out of your ears. You, I've seen some of the commercials of their competitors where, you know, the earbuds fall out into yeah. somebody's mouth when they were spotting <laughs> them in the weight room, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, the, 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 the everyday earbuds from Raycon, they look and they feel and they, they sound better than ever. And, and we love them. I mean, when we first started talking about this product, we knew there were a lot out there. And uh, we certainly wanted to get in a relationship with them, and we started using them, and, and we fell in love with them. Our audience has fallen in love with them. They offer eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life, and they're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of the other premium audio brands. And the way they fit is so much more discreet. So you're paying, you know, a much lower price, but you're getting the same quality, and they're even look and feel better than their competitors. Uh, they have forty-eight thousand five-star reviews out there. You can find out for yourself. Raycon wireless earbuds are waiting on you right now. Get fifteen percent off their Raycon order if you go to buyraycon.com/slash/rickbubbapod. So put all that together, Rick Bubba Pod. That's buyraycon.com/slash Rick Bubba Pod. Save fifteen percent, and they're already about half of the other brands. And here's another fifteen percent. That's buyraycon.com/slash Rick Bubba Pod, and take your Raycons and listen to all the Rick and Bubba content. 
We're back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Uh, we're talking with Mark. Lantern Rescue, L-A-N-T-E-R-N, like a lantern with light, rescue.org, if you'd like to find out more. So we were talking about some of the rescue missions uh, involving human trafficking. Can I follow up on that? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, sure. Mark, you know, I kind of figured that's how some of that went. Um, But you go in, you do it legally, you work with people in that country, if it's a foreign country. Um, how can you be sure that some of those guys are not involved with the traffickers and are going to sell you out? You know, that's a, uh, that's an ever, um, evolving situation. And we do a We do a really good job because of our experience as a unit and as an organization, we all have, you know, extensive past workings in, uh, foreign soil. So, uh, we understand that you know, liability and we understand how to control that. And there are things that we do to control that, that I really can't share on yeah, the I air, you. but, I you. Um, you know, we do those things and that doesn't mean though, we don't have, you know, I've had investigators, you know, tip off somebody and, you know, or, you know, and I, and I know who's, I know sometimes I'm who's corrupt in a attorney general's office or, you know, and I, I know, uh, listen, I, you know, I know inside of some countries, attorney general's office, there are people who are trafficking girls, you know, I mean, right. Hey, in one country, we raided the prime minister's own yeah. nightclub, you know, and, right. uh, <laughs> thank goodness we were jamming the street for cell phone calls out, or I think I would have started a war, but, right. um, you know, that person's since gone and we did extract some girls from that, that club, but, <laughs> and, you know, and, and, cha- and change the government. Uh, so <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So you know, that is a real concern and we, we try to, we stay on top of that, you know, and we, uh, control that liability. Don't want to not trying to use a shock factor here, but sometimes we do have to talk about it, you know, cause I think some people hear this today and they're going human trafficking and it's bad period. Uh, but when you're saying things like girls and, and you, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're talking about children in many cases, uh, right. are in, in most cases. Um, and, right. and, and I think some of us, me included, we don't like to think that this goes on. We, yeah. we, we, and we just, we just don't like to think about it. We'd rather not, you know, we've all know about prostitution. You know, we've all seen that and that's sad. But when you start talking about children, uh, people sit up in their seats and go, what did he say? Children. So what you're talking about are these rings, unfortunately, and there is a demand for this, which has to just make us all shake our heads. But we're talking about children here, uh, right? And, and and so elaborate uh, where you feel comfortable on some of the rescues that uh, that have been memorable. And I'm sure there's so many; it's hard to pick any out. But I know the day that I heard yeah. you speak, you had a few. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, those are the things I drive down the road, and and I don't know why, but then suddenly God remind me of a particular raid or rescue. You know, we we've rescued children under the age of one Mm. we've rescued uh you know young boys young girls um i would say internationally the average age is about nine oh man you know uh but obviously there there's a ton of 19 year olds who are being exploited you know they were trafficked since they've been 12 you know 13 14 and and they're still that same victim you know, one of the things, so in the description of what occurs overseas versus what occurs in the uh, states, 
there is some uh, there is some similarities, but it is very different. And you know, I, I you know, there's there's a a large difference in how that's played out. Where overseas, you're going to still encounter a lot of the extreme cases, a lot of the extremities. You know, girls are drugged, kidnapped, held against their will. Um, you know, uh, because of uh, several factors overseas, including poverty, there's just a, a drive of desperation that people will sell their children, moms will sell their kids, or they'll foolishly allow them out. You know, um, in the States, uh, I think the fight prim primarily, although it's, it's everywhere, but primarily it's through CSAM material, you know, child sexual abuse material. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's occurring overseas as well. Okay, don't get me wrong. It's you know, overseas, somebody takes a girl and starts selling her and raping her. They're they're also going to sell images of the rape because they're doubling their income. You know, the wow. commercial value of her is greater because they can sell online, they can trade images, they can do all this. Uh, in the states, you guys would absolutely probably pass out if you knew how how many uh, people were trading child sexual abuse material even around you right now uh you know and and our our agencies and our, our law enforcement are, are in a fight here for their lives and they're they are overwhelmed too and under resourced but i'm telling you I, you know i've seen the maps of the live trading you know because that stuff is not i mean uh, unless you're using you know certain softwares and vpns even that we you know we know who's doing what and there are just thousands and thousands of cases that are occurring in an hourly rate. America is the largest CSAM producer. It's the largest consumer. It takes, it takes, it takes. And the countries that I work around America and the Caribbean and other places, the perpetrator and the exploiter, it's an American, it's a European. I mean, they are, they are buying images and then they're going to those countries to act out on those images, you know? And this is happening at, at an alarming rate. I mean, a very long rate. We're, we're in a war. I mean, uh, you know, the law enforcement that's assigned to that, the, the uh, Center for County Trafficking, those guys, and, and uh, the, the CSAM fighters in the world, your ICAT guys and sheriff's departments. I mean, if you know those guys, you better, you better give them all the support you can because those guys are in a massive, massive war. Let, let me ask you this, just from uh, looking at the other end of it, and let's, let's tie this one down to the United States. How do most of these girls end up in this? Um, what is a, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of different ways, but kind of paint a picture of how someone goes from being, uh, you know, a, a high school girl to they're in this. How, how does that happen? Or a child. Right. Or yeah, or elementary or whatever. Right. Elementary. So, you know, um, some, some children, boys and girls are obviously more susceptible to this and that's given their family structure. Uh, that's why we see a lot of this from the, the foster, you know, area, if you kids who are foster because they don't have quite that, uh, uh, they don't have trust built around them and accountability and, and, you know, oversight. But what occurs in that, you know, the grooming process and the grooming process is that, believe it or not, there are, you know, perverts every day, all day that are looking for susceptible victims. And these are these girls who are throwing selfies on social media. They're looking a little, you know, uh, sexualized 
and that is somebody that a groomer is going to going to touch base with and he or she as a groomer is touching base with hundreds they're manipulating a hundred children you know an hour and they know the right things to say and they know how to portray themselves as somebody else i mean and they can use all types of of uh, you know facades and, and fake identities and all kinds of things and they're grooming that girl um and they you know if you're not careful um that girl's going to find herself into that situation so you know like i mentioned csam being the primary way that i believe that girls are trafficking in the states if you want to control that and keep our children from that control their phones i, I keep saying this on radio shows and speaking engagements Parents are absolutely foolish in America to hand their nine-year-old child a cell phone with no parameters, no parental controls. They, I, I mean, I, I, it's like you're giving them a gun and putting it in their mouth. I, mm. I can't believe how, how foolish it is because uh, everything, everything overseas, everything in the States, it, probably 90%, I'm throwing that out for the statistic people listening to me, don't hold me to it, but I bet 90% of it, it all gen is generated over the cell phone. Okay. It's, it's all through social media and a connection there, whether that's the, the, you know, 25 year old boyfriend who starts talking to a 13 year old mm. convinces her to run away with him. And the next thing she finds out that he's really a drug dealer who needs money and he's selling her for sex too. Yeah. You know, mm. I mean, it all occurs over the phone and uh, man, you got, you know, people have got to control that cell phone for their children. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk more with Mark and and take notes because it's important to, you know, look, how does this get started? And he just gave you one of the ways that happens the most in this country, wow. uh, and it's something that we probably want to take note of. We'll continue with more when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, comes right back. All right, let's talk about, uh, for just a moment, Patriot Mobile. Uh, whether, you know, whatever your situation is, we deal with this all the time where we're thinking, all right, I know that a lot of these companies I deal with, that they don't see the world the way that we would prefer and they don't agree with us, but I don't have any choices. Well, when it comes to your cell service, you actually do, uh, and, and that's Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, and um, they offer broad nationwide coverage. Uh, in fact, they use the same towers as the major carriers, so you get the same great nationwide coverage, but you get peace of mind that your money isn't supporting you know, some of these far left agendas that you're like, I just wish I wasn't funding that. Well, Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer report, I mean, support. And more importantly, and this is the key, Patriot Mobile shares your values. They support organizations and uh, fighting for, you know, religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life. Um, the, our veterans and first responders, they, they treat them like heroes. So go to patriotmobile.com slash D-A-N, that's uh, Dan, or you can call 972-PATRIOT. Now, I also want you to know this. You need to use our offer code to get free activation, and that's Rick Bubba. Okay, so, so put Rick Bubba in on activation code and support a company that, uh, that loves our country uh, but at the same time represents the, uh, the worldview that, that is more like yours. So uh, make that move right now. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan, D-A-N, or call 972-PATRIOT and put in the offer code Rick Bubba. Rick and Bubba University continues. Uh, we're talking with Mark. Uh, Mark uh, is part of a counter-human trafficking joint task force and is part of lanternrescue.org. Uh, and what they do is they go all over the world 
and they work with the countries and they do do it uh, the right way, but they go in and rescue children who are being held in all the human trafficking and and um, um, the horrible things that go on with that uh, all over the world. And, uh, and and Mark, you've helped us. And in our country, you're saying the number one is we're talking about pictures and all this kind of stuff that usually starts with, unfortunately, uh, really, really young people uh, with cell phones that these um, predators go after and manipulate. And that's how most of this is done in our country. And uh, I know around the world, as you said earlier, they, they actually, you know, these places advertise for you to come to their country. And, you know, if you're into all this, hey, we got you covered. Uh, and you said a lot of the customers that go there are from Europe and America as well. Yeah, the, you know, uh, the dark web, if you're familiar with that, is uh, a place that there are such things as the International Sex Tourism Guide. There are, you know, volumes that are being posted on 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 how to how to trade and, and purchase CSAM material without getting caught. I mean, the dark web is as it's called dark web. You know, Tor and Onion and all those things are are just a place for for a criminal and evil beyond probably it make it make Americans feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know that that is what occurs. I mean, uh, a lot of. My, I don't know the stats, but most guys that are, you know, trading CSAM material are also hands-on. I mean, they're, they are, they're not satisfied with what they're looking at. They're, they're putting hands on somebody, sure. you know, and, sure. and, and they're doing these things, even if they're abuser uh, and not necessarily a trafficker in, in, you know, the physical form they're, they're trafficked by these victims. They're, these are real people that they're selling or trading images of you know and, and it's huge business i mean you know we we won't we're giving very few details uh today because i mean it's so dangerous i mean th- they're after you they're after your team as you said they're right. not they're not just going to go hey y'all got us we're done we'll <laughs> shut it all down yeah. and uh right. th- they're they're going to fight to keep these i can't even imagine the the numbers do you do you have those kind of figures how how big this this type of operation around the world what kind of money we're talking about they're making uh you know they say that the trafficking uh, uh human trafficking generates a 150 billion dollar billion dollar industry each year and you know i we didn't come up with that stat i, I I would say I don't know if that even includes all the the CSAM sales. So you know it's probably way more than that. Um, but you know worldwide we're looking at uh, 26, 27 million people who are being trafficked, and then uh, on top of that, if you add forced marriages and some other situations, you're you're quickly up into the 40 million range. You know, and that's wow. that's a uh, you know sexual exploitation. That's labor slavery that's child soldiers um that includes you know even organ trafficking we're seeing a lot of that even with our our sexual uh exploited victims we're seeing that they're also having organs being sold overseas so they're a commodity man i mean they're a commodity to the trafficker and to the smuggler and buddy i mean it's every day every day we're i'm piling through cases whether i'm there or in the states as part of our command center i mean we're just you know, we're intercepting, we're, we're running investigations as fast as we, as fast as we can. And, you know, it's, I mean, for any law enforcement listening, they know that, I mean, they're doing the same thing here in the States. I mean, um, um, they've, they've got a pile that's, uh, probably massive on their desk too. So, uh, you know, we're fighting it. We can't rescue our way out of this situation. 
We can't arrest our way out of this situation. There has to be uh, an ideology change in this country, you know, and a heart change. And, um, you know, and that's where we get into the gospel and that's where we get into the, the changing of hearts, Amen. you know. Amen. So, Mark, is that, you know, a lot of times in an example, they'll use the term a linchpin where, you know, you pull the linchpin and then the whole side of the building comes down. But the reverse of that is putting the linchpin back in. Um, so is it is it the morality? Is it the the family or does it simply boil down to the telephone? No, I mean, it's the misuse of the telephone. So, you know, I, in, in the States, what drives uh, CSAM and uh, CSEC and um, trafficking, I, I would say this, is perverted sexual desire and uh, commercial factors. You know, money, right? Right. Overseas, what is one of the driving forces is money, but it's also um poverty right you know and and the the willingness and also the easiness to dupe somebody you know we we do a lot of cases where um a mom and and dad they they love their child they're struggling i mean beyond what an american ever struggles they are so poor they they they're eating one meal every two days if they're lucky and somebody pulls up into their city or village or tribe if we're in Africa, for instance, and they're in a Mercedes and they get out and they say, you know, we're, we're pastor so-and-so, or we're our, mm. we are business people. We have a factory in the next country over, uh, and a school. And we want to, we want to take, you know, your child and provide schooling for, you know, your daughter who's eight years old and we're going to train her and, and she's going to write you and she's going to send you money and she's going to have a life. Well, they make promises they're going to take the child to America, all kinds of falsehoods. They'll have websites, they'll have business cards, they'll, they'll do it all, right? And at that point, excuse me, at that moment, this mom and dad who's completely desperate, I mean, this sounds amazing. This is what they hope and dream for. So they hand, they hand off their eight-year-old daughter to this, you know, well-versed and well-looking, uh, well-off couple. Couple drives off and hands it off to another smuggler who takes, you know, the ID and, and this child's it's gone, man. This mm. child is gone. This child is going to be in labor slavery. She is going to be sold for sex to dozens, if not more than that, men every night until she is just diseased and dies. Wow. And that mm. is that occurs not not every blue moon. That that is occurring every day in the thousands, the tens of thousands around the world. You know, and uh, you know that that's those are the things that we're fighting. So how how do you keep from being discouraged? Because you know your 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 sanity as a whole, seeing some of this. Yeah, how how I I know that you're a follower of Christ, and and there's nothing more more important than that. But and 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 we'll come back. I'm gonna take a break because I want to come back and I want to talk about that, and and the impact that this must have. uh, You know, if if you have a family on your family, and you if you don't want to talk about that, you don't have to. But um, but but I know that I heard some of your testimony about that that I think people need to hear. Uh, about when we pray sometimes for something to be done, <laughs> sometimes God right. comes back with an answer that we may not be expecting. So we'll we'll finish up when we come back on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. So we're talking with Mark. Uh, Mark is with Lantern Rescue uh, and part of a counter-human trafficking joint task force. So we were asking him, when you look at the sheer numbers, and as he said, there's going to have to be a spiritual change 
and a change in people's hearts. And But some things we can do is please don't let your children just have a phone with no restrictions on it at the age of eight and nine years old uh, and be aware uh, of this. Even though we don't like to talk about these things, to be aware of it might be able to keep it from happening uh, you know, to, uh, to your children. Uh, but so we asked you about what it's like to face, you know, we all heard the story about the little boy and the starfish and, you know, I made a difference for that one. How, how are, do you handle seeing and, and the overwhelming darkness of all this, uh, uh, as a follower of Christ, you know, even though we know about a fallen creation, it's more fallen than we even want to imagine. How do you, how do you do this? Yeah, I mean, First of all, the foundation of having uh, Jesus as my Savior and my dependence on Him, that, that is definitely the only thing that sustains me uh, in this life. And um, I am so grateful for Him, and I encourage my operators and my task force overseas. You know, uh, we, we talk about Jesus a lot and our faith a lot. Now, you know, I, I definitely struggle. I mean— Brothers, I'm going to tell you, I, I get, you know, pretty depressed and there, and I have a lot of children. I have a lot of daughters and yeah. there, there are times they say, Hey dad, that's the way you think is not the way normal people think. You know, right. I'm the guy that is trying to figure out how to kill somebody. If I got to get out of a building and right. You know, I told somebody the other day, I admitted, I said, I admitted for years. I, if I go in a bathroom, I, I think about it, me being stuck in that bathroom for a long a length of time. I, it's just weird stuff after you went through seer school and stuff like that. But, um, I, you know, so I, I catch myself, but what I would say is outside of my faith, the thing that encourages me the most are the people that God keeps bringing together. These heroes that work overseas, these, these people who are, who are passionate about their, the children of their countries, you know, when they're making, uh, you know, a hundred to maybe $400 a month, they're out there risking their lives, you know, with us you know, and, uh, and the people that we employ too, and they're just, they're at it every day. I mean, I have to, I've got some task force. I have to once a year, I say, guys, you got to take a week off, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and they're like, we can't, you know, yeah, if we right. do that, how many children are we going to, are, are not going to get rescued, you know? So those people are incredible and they encourage me, they inspire me. And then the other inspiration for me is are excuse me, the, the victims that we rescue. That's right. And buddy, they are, they are the heroes. They are the ones who have endured tremendous abuse mm. and persecution and affliction, not for a day, not for a week, but for a lifetime so far. I mean, that's all they know. I mean, I have seen brother, I mean, guys, I've seen girls with, there's not a, there's not an inch on their back. That's not been beaten. Mm. The scars are all over their bodies. I've seen girls that have been tattooed and burned from toe to head as part of the ownership of those who were buying that girl for sex and slavery and were branding her. I mean, I've seen, uh, you know, in, hey, in uh, West Africa against Boko Haram in the voodoo culture of that area, you know, we've been tasked at times by the, the governments to please come help us with child sacrifice. Wow. Because there are voodoo months, there are voodoo months where human trafficking takes on a whole new picture yeah, and that's the you know voodoo cults who are grabbing girls and boys and they're sacrificing their organs cutting their tongues out 
doing all kinds of bizarre stuff, thousands, you know, so we're running ops. I mean, areas that we know voodoo is active and we're just intercepting everybody with a minor, you know, and interrogating them and doing our best to, uh, to rescue people. So those girls and those boys are, are, they're part of the heroes, man, that, are, that encourage me. So we got about three minutes. Yeah. Your, your wife's prayer about something needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Share that with us. You know, sure. I, you know, uh, as I mentioned, I, I was uh, working in the Middle East and uh, working against ISIS and doing some other things. And God began to call me to this. And I, and I came home to my wife and I said, I said, honey, I said, uh, listen, I, I feel like God is calling me to do the following thing. And, you know, she, she started crying and, um, I said, man, baby, what are you crying for? Don't, don't, don't cry. Don't cry. You know? And I've told people, I, I do live with a, all my children are, are females. So I live with a lot of ladies, not, a, not a few, a lot. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm dealing, I usually deal with a lot of crying as fast as I can and try to be a solution to it. But in that particular case, my wife was like, I'm not crying while you think I'm crying. And I, and I was like, tell me, tell me, tell me so I can fix it, you know, and, and put your heart at ease. And finally, you know, God spoke to me and said, look, you're, you got to get up and just let her cry at this moment. Cause you just dumped a lot of information on her. And so I, you know, I got up and I got my truck and I'm driving off. And, you know, to this day, I still got fellas. I still got the text. My wife texts, sends me a text and she says, you know, Mark, for years, I have prayed for those who are abused, for their abusers to be sick, so sick they can't abuse or to be captured. I just never thought you would be the answer to my prayer. Mm -hmm. And in that moment of God's sovereignty, yeah. he had, you know, my wife was adopted too, and, and she was uh, abused from someone outside of that adoption. It wasn't, she has a wonderful adoptive family. It was outside of that but I didn't know she was praying that we as a couple pray about the same things a lot, but this was her prayer and how amazing our God is that she would pray this prayer for years. And then God in his sovereignty would begin to lay this burden on my heart and tap on me and go, there's a prayer that needs to be answered and you're going to be part of that answer. And I'll not know it's my wife's prayer. And wow. so let me tell you that, that text that she sent me has sent me through gunfights in the, you know, in the Middle East. It has sent me into horrible places overseas. It has sent me into places that I, I look at and I go, ah, the, the, the factor, you know, the, the, the tighten up factor here is pretty hard. I could, <laughs> this may not come out the way I hope it does, but I've been like, you know what, God, I'm an answer to a prayer. My wife, this team is everything. We're going to be okay. Let's do this. You know? Wow. So, um, yeah, when you're when you're praying for somebody to do something, God may say, "Well, how about your husband?" Um, right. And uh, right. so, lanternrescue.org um, is it any more complicated, uh, Mark, than if we want to help you go there? Uh, because nope. what, what you guys do, I know you're not doing for money, but what you're doing requires money, and requires yep. prayer and requires support. So just simply go to the website, and if we feel so led, come alongside what you're doing. Please, yeah, lanternrescue.org. I'll tell you, we work hard in the Caribbean. We work heavily in West Africa against terrorist sales and groups, and we work heavy in the Middle East, and we work heavy in Asia Pacific. And, you know, we've got an enormous uh, task force in those countries across those regions of the world. So, you know, every dime goes to help them, and, and we can't thank you enough. Well, thank you for what you're doing, and, and may the Lord Jesus continue to go with you and your team and protect you guys.
Uh, and thank you so much for answering the call, and uh, and thanks to your family uh, who has sacrificed uh, so much so that uh, these children can be rescued, and for everybody all over the world <clears throat> that is sacrificing themselves to try to help these children. Uh, so, Mark, thanks for being with us, buddy. Thank you, Mark. Amen. God bless you, brothers. You too. So there's Mark, uh, lanternrescue.org. You can go there to find all the information you need. Pray about it, and maybe you can come alongside, and, and we can all do our part to be helping rescue these children, too, all over the world. Not something you like to think about. No, that's rough. It's yeah. rough, but it's real, and I'm glad somebody's out there doing it. Amen. And thanks to all of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.